All right, welcome to Talk is Jericho. It's the pot of thunder and rock and roll today. We're going to talk about cosplay. What is cosplay? I'm going to tell you all about it with Tanya Tate. She's going to explain all the cosplay in the Comic-Con culture. Xavier Woods, huge cosplay guy, as you heard here on Talk is Jericho. And coincidentally, this weekend is the big Comic-Con convention in San Diego where Tanya Tate will be as her uh, cosplay uh, character, Lady Titan. Timing is perfect. We're going to talk all about superheroes, the superhero character she created, Lady Titan, what she plans to do with it. There's dolls, comic books, even movies. And and also, uh, oh yeah, Tanya Tate's also an adult film star, huge in the UK. And yes, there are some differences making adult movies in the UK versus the United States. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, got to take care of the two most important parts of this podcast. You guys are my sponsors. That's right. If you didn't support all the great Talk is Jericho sponsors, I wouldn't be able to do this for you for twice a week for free. All right. So thanks for supporting Diamond Dallas Page and DDP Yoga first and foremost. You know how much I dig DDP Yoga, especially the new DDP Yoga Now app. It's been my mission to let every Everyone know about DDP Yoga because of how great the program is, how much it's helped me. It saved my pro wrestling career. Uh, did you see my match on SmackDown Live against Cesaro? We went out to create the best three and a half, four minute match we could, and we did it. It was nonstop, uh, one long high spot featuring uh, a lot of high impact moves. I actually even got a text from DDP after saying, man, are you okay? And I said, of course I'm okay because I've been doing DDP yoga. This is legit. It, uh, it's, it's changed my entire life, saved my life in a lot of ways. It's also saved Jake the Snake Roberts' life, which you can see for yourself in the amazing documentary Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Dallas, da- uh, Dallas Page and his crew put this together. They've won awards for it. And believe me, this is not a, a typical wrestling documentary or even a, a, document- a wrestling documentary at all. It's a great personal story about how Jake Roberts beat his demon battle back from the brink of death to reclaim his life and his family such a great story so many people checking it out and digging it that's uh, it's now the sixth highest rated documentary of all time on netflix all right how many documentaries are out there it's the sixth rated of all time go watch it now be sure to rate it after you watch it netflix and chill uh, tonight with the resurrection of Jake the Snake. I'm telling you, this documentary will take you on a roller coaster ride of emotions. It'll leave you feeling inspired and ready to take on the world at the end. And once you've fired up to char- uh, change your own life, take advantage of this amazing offer that Dallas is giving to Talk is Jericho listeners. 20% off anything you battle just at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho for a limited time. That's 20% off DDP Yoga. 20% off the collector's edition DVD and Blu-ray of the resurrection of Jake the Snake documentary. 20% off anything at ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Go take advantage of it. Change your life. Start today. ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get in the best shape of your life mentally and physically. Uh, I just wanted to make one more thing about the... Um SmackDown match we had, Cesaro and I, we showed up at the arena and we had uh, six minutes to do a match. And, and usually you'd be like, come on, six minutes? It should just be a squash match. If that's the case, put some local guy in there, a jobber as we used to call him. But I guess they wanted a, a marquee match. And Cesaro and I have been working each other for months and months and months, along with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, who, by the way, we probably could be working for another months and months and months because we're still <laughs> all on the same show. But I said to Cesaro, Listen, let's go out there and have the best four-minute match of all time. Let's try. Uh, I saw a match once with Owen Hart versus 1-2-3-Kid at the King of the Ring 1994, and it was the first round, I believe, 
and they had about four minutes of match time and absolutely destroyed it. One of the best matches you can see. Go Google it now. Uh, Owen Hart versus One Two Three Kid, King of the Ring. You'll see what you can do with the time you're given. You know, sometimes you're given 20 minutes. Sometimes you're given two minutes. Sometimes you're given four minutes. You make the best of what you get and do the best you can to make your mark. And that's what we did. I think Cesaro and I had one of, one of the best matches of the show that night and definitely one of my favorite matches I've had over the last few weeks for that exact reason. It was a quick match, but it was nonstop action. We pulled out the stops and did some real innovative stuff. Uh, so thank you if you watched it. If you haven't watched it, go try and check it out and go watch that Owen Hart match versus the one, two, three kid, which is so cool to see because um, you forget just how good Owen Hart was. He did a tope at the beginning, and most guys do them now, like Dean, Rawl, uh, Dean uh, Ambrose and Seth Rollins. They just come straight out of the ring like a torpedo. Owen came through like a classic flying body press, and I was like, man, he was so good. So God bless Owen Hart, and God bless all of you. Uh, thanks so much for checking out uh, SmackDown. Thanks so much for uh, t- checking out Ch- Talk is Jericho today. It's Cosplay with Tanya Tate. Let's get down to it. I'm here with uh, the lovely Tanya Tate, and you're definitely the most prepared guest I've ever had. Thank you. brought you. so many, like, you got <laughs> pictures and DVDs and toys and, and all this stuff. And uh, it's funny because we finally meet face-to-face. I know, eventually. It's know. it's like it's been quite a while, hasn't it, in the, the doing? But that's how it becomes, like, you become <laughs> friends nowadays, like, almost over social media and texting. Like, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I really talk to too many people on the phone anymore like i don't talk talking. to anyone on the phone right, right? <laughs> don't call me yeah not unless it's i have a special phone number where fans can call me actually right so i, I take them calls yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what you have to see that's funny because like nowadays people have it's not just about doing one thing it's about having your brand mm-hmm. and you know for example i wrestle i play music i do a podcast you are a porn star and a famous is it a famous cosplayer it's like a huge <laughs> cosplayer i am a big well. co- i am a cosplayer yeah right. so a lot of people know me yeah. i don't know how famous i am but well, amongst <laughs> your fans you have a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of people that are following you and i want to talk to you about a, a lot of the stuff that, that that we've been discussing but the thing to me is i was telling you before i had xavier woods on this show yeah who is a real cosplayer? The one that he told me to ask you about is called Dragon Con in Atlanta. I've never been. Okay, never been. But no. that's a big one on the East Coast. Yes. There's, there's, there's quite a lot of really big ones. Um, like people always go, oh, are you going to go to this convention or that convention? And they've got them back home in the UK. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I just want to go to every convention. But it's, you know, with the schedule and like, if it's in California, it's easy for me to get there. Mm-hmm. If it's somewhere else, it's like, yeah, let's get the company to right, fly right. me in and bring me in as a guest. <laughs> and then I'm there. Well, obviously, you're, I can tell if you're from Liverpool. Yes. You're, like we talked, the Scouser The Scouser, you even got that yeah, one. Little, yeah, it's in. a little bit there. I know there's a lot of Liverpudlians. How did, did you come over to the States for the adult industry? Or did you just kind of show up here to find your fame and fortune? And <laughs> Well, actually, I was in London mm-hmm. and um, I bumped into a girl who was American and she invited me over and I come over and hung out and stayed in her house and she lived in Woodland Hills actually. Okay. And so um so I was coming backwards and forwards and somewhere along the line I started working over here. I was already shooting um in the adult industry when I lived in the UK. In the UK. Yeah. And then I kind of come over here on a few trips and then I ended up just Is kind there of a difference here. between the uh adult industry in the UK and America? 
I think in America it's like much, much bigger. Mm. There's a lot more companies, um, but particularly in the UK. So the UK is kind of tightly knit, but it's gone even smaller. And they don't like you to do certain things. So there's it's there's certain things that are banned in the UK. Like things that I would do to people like spanking. Spanking is banned. It's banned. To in, film it or just to do it? If you're making adult movies and you want to release them in the UK and you make them in the UK and you're not allowed to do spanking. Really? You, really. They brought these new rules out. It was just like ridiculous. And you can't do things like certain role play. So you can't say, have you been a bad little boy? Really? <laughs> because it's like role play in between adults and like younger people. So you, so you can't do like schoolgirl. I done two movies, um, Brit School Brats and Brit School Brats too, and they were both in London. And actually, it was we shot in the same place as the King's Speech. Do you remember mm. that movie, The King's Speech? Yeah. That that big building. So we we shot it in there. So it was like a lot of like naughty schoolgirls. Of course, everybody is over the age of eighteen, and everybody has to show ID. So no one's really a real schoolgirl. Mm-hmm. But something like that now, if I wanted to like release that in the UK, it's they they don't like it. Does that go back to like the old Queen's rules or something like that? Or, I mean, I'm from Canada, so I understand the Commonwealth, you know, and there's mm-hmm. certain, like we still have the Queen on our money. And yeah. I don't know if they do it now, but when I was in school, you would sing God Save the Queen before class. This is in Winnipeg, Canada. Oh, wow. I don't know who the damn Queen <laughs> is, but you're singing God Save the Queen because that's just what you're supposed to do. Those mm-hmm. are the rules, right? Yeah. So does it go back to that? Like no spanking because it wouldn't be allowed to spank in 1822. I think somebody in their little frame of mind in the government department has gone back in the ages. Mm. It's like we're going backwards in the UK. Um, But I was lucky enough to, like, as well as being an adult performer, I also direct movies as well. So I've been lucky enough to be able to direct my movies both in the US and then I went back to the UK and did a couple of movies that I directed and produced in the UK as well. So are you like, um, like for for the UK, like stars, adult stars, porn stars, are you like kind of one of the top ones? Yeah. Like, are you like the top one? I'm definitely the top UK MILF and I'm one of the, probably the top on one hand, I'd say. Mm-hmm. If, if b- Because here's the deal is that a lot of my fan base, like a lot of them, half, say 50% of my fan base are American, say 25% of my fan base is in, from the UK. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it is split between Europe and um, Australia and like fans in turkey so it's all over so in terms of popularity i'm still you know i'm very well known both in the uk and america Mm. so if you was to like look up like british milf i'd be there (laughs) at the (laughs) time if you look under british milf the dictionary well i am 10 times milf of the year winner Milf of the year. Now, is this a contest or there's judges or who's judging this? <laughs> different people because there's different different competitions or different award shows, I should say. Um, like all the big ones um, that I got nominated in was like AVN. A lot mm-hmm. of people have heard of AVN. Well, I won XBiz Milf of the Year. Um, you won which one? XBiz. That's that's kind of like this the okay. It's one of the the other big ones, and then we there's a few um, in the UK and there's a few different ones around America. But it, some of them are fan voted, some of them are, but most of them are like industry voted. Like reviewers have to get the product and they have to look at it and then they have to decide. You know, is is this 
person or this movie um, worthy of a nomination. So mm. even coming up, we've got some awards in a couple of weeks. I'm up for Best Lesbian Performer. My movie's up for Best Taboo. Oh, because oh, I see Taboo like you're well, having sex with your brother or something. It, yeah. Because that's a whole fetish <laughs> That's thing That too, is right? a big whole fetish, yeah. I, I'm actually, I am known as <laughs> the woman that makes the movies. It's like older women and younger girls. So I actually have my own series called Lesbian Family Affair. <laughs> and we're up to number three and that's nominated. It's it's kind of like, it's not real. And, you know, any of the people in the movies were not allowed to be blood related, obviously. Well, of course. You know, playing so a part. it's, it's yeah. a role play. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's the thing. I've had, you know, Asa Kira has done the show and Stormy Dan has done the show. And they're both awesome, awesome girls. But I'll ask you the same thing. Like, we're talking about playing a part. So when you're actually filming, is it hard sometimes to show up and you're like, oh, I've had a shitty day or I got to <laughs> pay this bill. And then you got to be like, hi, and be missed sexual. Like, is it, do you have to slip into the role? Um, no pun intended. Yeah, yeah, slip right. in. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's like I go to set and I want to enjoy myself, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah, you wake up one day and you've, you've, you're feeling like, like, shit yeah <laughs> shite sorry shite <laughs> shite you don't feel the best but i think once you get to set you, you know your mind's focused on other things you sit in the makeup chair you're getting your makeup done i find it very relaxing sitting in the makeup chair mm. i like my makeup artist to be very calm and um so i choose certain girls that will make me calm in the makeup chair and i, I think once you start focusing um you just forget everything else and you know once you're there in front of the camera you're not thinking of other things you're thinking about well what am i supposed to do how am i supposed to look you know do i move this bra strap a bit lower and oh so there's like loads of different things and you just get engulfed in it hmm. you know and if i forget if, if my days started bad i'll just be i'll just be like hey That's cup a- of tea <laughs> Have a nice cup of tea and some breakfast and yay, I'm ready to go. I'm I'm quite a positive person. Well when you're directing too, do you um are you in the movies that you direct? So you have to direct yourself. Yeah, that's that's so the you, hardest how that, part. How do you do that? Like move the camera over here, get some better lighting. Come on. <laughs> that's the hardest part I think is being in the in the scene as well. For me, I I I kind of plan everything so right from the beginning in terms of like what the story is gonna be, write like a little mini script um decide on who the the talent are going to be but it's all about having a really good team you know so there's two certain makeup artists that i like to use there's one certain set of you know video um guy that i like to use and it's all about supporting each other so you know we'll have a prep talk at the beginning he knows what i want what i need so as we're, we're going through it it's it's not like a regular movie where, you know, you've got to stop, start, stop, start. Once you get that little intro in, you know, there's always a little intro in, in most porn like the movies. Plot. Yeah, the plot. Yeah. That Some people fast forward it, but actually some people watch it. I'd rather have, uh, I've learned this from, also taught me of uh, Gonzo, Gonzo porn, porn, which is just sex and that's it. It's just it. straight in. But there's you like nothing. having a little story first. I, I like little stories. Yeah, knock on the door, you know, the plumber's there, whatever yeah. it may be, right? <laughs> You got a leaky pipe. <laughs> so how do you write the stories? How do you write the stories and make them not that? Or do you... <laughs> I don't know. You just, I think sometimes I just sit down and I'm like, okay, so what have I got to do? This movie, the, like the last movie that I did, um, 
girl fiction. It's going to be a new movie coming out. It's in 4K. It's all hot girls. We've used toys. There's a lot of outdoor stuff going on. So the company were like, okay, so th this is, I want hot, hot old women, hot young girls. I want toys in it. And I want a story. There you go. That's like, it. Okay. Make the, movie. <laughs> Make the movie. So I'll just sit down and I'll just think of like, I'll sometimes I'll be in the shower and I'll just think, oh, that's a good scenario. I'll just stand there, you know, mm -hmm. washing myself. And, in the shower. In the shower, like like you do. And I'll just think of like a, a little scenario and I'll think, oh, I'll write that down. And then it, it just kind of like comes, it just flows. And there's nothing really a lot to it, you know. You, mm, you've seen, I'm sure sex, you've seen enough yeah. movies. I've, I've heard about them. <laughs> you, I have <laughs> how, how long have you been doing uh, films for, adult films for? Um, I started in 2008 and then I moved to the U.S. in 2010. So it's not been that long, you know, seven years, eight years. Right, okay. Has the business changed a lot? Because I know even like in the record industry, even over those last eight years, it's gone completely wacky as far as how things used to be. Even the fact that you have a DVD that you gave me, pretty soon DVDs will be obsolete. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it got changed when they, it, a lot before my time is when they went from VHS. Yes. Um, and then it went online. So I, I it, you know, it, it was really big because people were paying for subscriptions. and um, But then the big change came when piracy you know, mm -hmm. that word piracy and suddenly everybody was uploading it to the free websites. Mm -hmm. And so and then people could download them. So a lot of revenue was lost that way. Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like decreased a lot. You know, so a lot of people are watching it online. A lot of people don't want to pay for it anymore. So people don't realize that by watching it free online, you, you're not paying for it. You're reducing the budgets of the companies. You're mm -hmm. reducing the budgets overall. And, you know, there's not as much work as there was. There's not as much money as there was, you know, even to the point where the companies were like, you know, we're not going to give you makeup and, you know, right. we're not going to give you lunch and, and just like really kind of like quite purse cutting mm. costs. So, so yeah, it has changed. And even for me, just seeing it from like 2008, 9, 10, when I first started, it's definitely um, decreased as well. But, you know, the, the companies are still shooting. There's, there's sure. no doubt about that. Well, they're up. There's new f scenes and films every every day. I'm every week. But I mean, like you said, for example, if you're a musician, ten years ago you would have two big revenue streams. You'd have the live shows, and then you'd have the money you make off the record sales. Well, no record sales are done. And I heard even like iTunes will even stop doing downloads in a couple of years. It's all on Spotify and streaming and, mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. So now it's all completely based around the live shows. For an adult film star. How do you replace that revenue? What do you like? What are the two streams? If you lose all the streams from making the money, is it dancing or is it do you go work and go do shows in the strip clubs? Or yeah, I mean, a lot of girls do different things. And I always say this to a performer, always have an out plan. Because at the end of the day, you know, I'm not going to be making movies forever. I don't, mm. You know, I don't want to be a gilf in front of that camera. A gilf. Wow, a gilf. <laughs> I don't want to be one of them. Or a good gilf. Oh God! Gigi, no. I, don't even go there. I, I, there's a niche for everything, but I'm that's sure that's, that's a little not, bit too much. Yeah. <laughs> that's not my niche. Yeah. Um, so you know, you've got to have your different streams of revenue. You know, for me, it's all about fan interaction. You know, people can't pirate 
genuine fun interaction. Right. So, so you you know, just got that fun interaction. Even like when I was sitting there and just waiting for you to come up the stairs and my phone's going, the text is going, I have like a text and chat so the guy can text me and I'll text back and I'll send a him a little picture. A texting chart, you said? Ch- like a, a text a text and chat. Oh, text and chat. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. <laughs> she must have like three or four phones, I would hope. It's just one phone. I can only talk once, but actually I can multitask. So yeah. So Monday I was on webcam and the phone goes. So I takes the phone call. I'm like, I'm on webcam and everyone's watching and now I'm talking to you. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Props on the Tanya Tate name. If that's not a comic book name, like a superhero, like, you know, Supergirl's real name or whatever, Tanya Tate. It's I great. know it's like well Stanley it's like it's always like TT or yeah. you know and um, yeah so it was like Tanya Tate you're a big comic book fan yeah yeah <laughs> I am um, you know I, I I get out to a lot of the conventions mm-hmm. and um, I, I have a lot of fun with it well let's talk about this I mean we mentioned the cosplay how did you well first of all explain what is cosplay because I'm very much a rookie when it comes to the whole concept of what cosplay is so cosplay is like costume play so it's you know people dressing up in different superhero costumes um so it's it's kind of like really taken off big huge yeah, yeah it's, a thing. it's 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 massive now it was it wasn't as big as i think it's like the last five years it's really really grown mm-hmm. you know it used to be you used to think oh it's just like geeks you know when i was younger it I think, oh, if you went to a comic convention, you know, it's just young teenage boys, you know, that don't that sit all the time in the bedroom and then they come out for the comic convention. Mm-hmm. That's what you always used to think that it was, you know, and it was it it was something that you probably didn't think that you'd ever go to. Right. Um and then when I came across here to America, I was actually in San Diego. It was two thousand and nine. I was in San Diego and I just seen all the streets filled with all these cosplayers people dressed mm-hmm. in costume for a san diego comic-con san I imagine, diego yeah. comic-con yeah i was like wow what is this what is it and uh, the person i was with actually i was i was in san diego to do a shoot for naughty america <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and um, i was like what is this and um the next year i was i was back in la again in 2010 and i was like you know i'm gonna try this and um i went and bought myself a costume and got myself there what did you what would you do what did you dress up as emma frost as what? Emma Frost, like the Ice Queen, X-Men. You oh, know, the, okay. the white, you see her yes. in the, the white clothes. And um, I was thinking to myself, well, what costume shall I get? So I was trying to think of a character that I kind of liked, that I thought I might resemble. My hair was a little bit blonder then. It's a little bit more au natural <laughs> right <laughs> wow. now. Yeah, it's, light, it's light brown now. Yeah. But it was more blonder. And um, I got it. It was like this. It, it was just bought from a store, a little mini skirt and a little like crop top with a cape and and um, put some white thigh-high boots on. I was like, I'm ready to go. It's perfect. Yeah, it, it looked really good. And that was the first time, really, that I'd been to a comic convention. 
And it was just massive. It was just mad. And mm. I can remember getting out the car and walking a few steps and people were like, can I take your picture? Can I take your picture? Can I take your picture? And this kind of like carried on the whole of the time that I was there. I was like, wow. And um, afterwards, I went and, you know, put some pictures up online because I, you know, I'd been making movies and stuff. And I can remember thinking to myself, wow, people are so interested to take pictures of me with my clothes on. <laughs> it, was, it, it was quite a nice feeling. Um, and from there, I just put some pictures up online and um, people were really responsive to them. Mm. And it kind of like grew into a blog. And I come up with like just a lot of Tanya so I have like a little cosplay blog. And what do you write about in your cosplay blog? Well, first of all, it was just really pictures of me and at the different comic conventions. And then it kind of grew. And then I started doing reviews. So I do things, reviews on stuff that I'd like. Sometimes they were written reviews. And then I started doing YouTube reviews. So I have a little YouTube channel, Tanya Tate Tube. And on and the you're reviewing things that you like at you see at the convention the conventions yeah so like what is like like for, okay so so if you go as a cosplayer because like you said before it was just dressing up yeah but now it's an official thing so is there like contests to have like the best costume at a comic convention or is it just getting in the spirit of things and just like dress up because you're there there's a, there's a bit of both mm. you know some people. Um, they just want to dress up, you know, even if it's just a T-shirt, you know, a Superman T-shirt mm -hmm. or something like that. People will go with something as simple as that. They feel that they're in the spirit because that's what it's all about. You go to a comic convention, stick something on that's a little bit sure, <laughs> comic-y, yeah. you know. You go to a Kiss concert, wear a Kiss shirt or, yeah. you know, whatever, right? Makes sense. <laughs> um, but there are, like, contests. And I have to admit, I've never been in a contest. Mm -hmm. um, the reason being is because these, the, the, a lot of people will make their own costumes, and they are fantastic. Mm. You know, if you've been standing there and you see a, a guy in an Iron Man suit and he's made it all by hand and it's all these pieces of fiberglass or whatever it is he's made it from, he's spray painted it and he moves it and the helmet, the helmet comes <laughs> up and the light comes on. And they put a lot of time into this. put a lot of time into right. it, yeah. I've actually um, judged a few um, <laughs> cosplay contests. So tell me about some of the other great costumes that you've seen. Oh I remember God. I saw I did one uh, actually in Wales last year. Uh, they had the Ghostbusters, and he had the whole pack, like the Ghostbusters, where you're catching the ghost, and it was moving, it had lights, and it looked like the one from the movie that he, yeah. he made it completely. It was amazing. Yeah, there's just oh my god, I don't even know where to start. I'm, I was trying to rack my brains last night. I'm thinking I have like judged comic um, cosplay contests. And I'm trying to think of the ones that won. <laughs> it's just like, just so it's just ones. so many. There's so many intricate parts. You know, people spend months and months and months making these costumes. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm going to be um, judging more contests coming up. They, they've brought their cosplay into the adult side as well now. So we've got Exotica coming up. Exotica Expo mm -hmm. is like a fan show. Um, there's one coming up in Chicago in July. They've just brought Columbus, Ohio out in August and New Jersey in November. And also I'm going to Sexpo, South Africa, which is in October. And apparently I'm now the, the judge of the cosplay contest You're there the as well. the queen of the parade, right? <laughs> I, I am. So I'm really Is there a lot of connection between the porn world and the cosplay world as far as fan base? Yes. I, I didn't realize that there was, you know, I've been to a lot of comic conventions, you know, San Diego Comic Con, Long Beach Comic Con, Geek Media Expo, 
WonderCon. Um, and I will go to the conventions. You know, I don't have a big sign on my face that says, hey, I'm Tanya Tate. Right. But I, and some of the costumes that I wear, you know, the same ones that I've worn before, some of the brand new ones. And I will go up to, you know, people will come up to me or I'll go up to people. Sometimes I'll do... Um, I'll, I'll interview people for my cosplay blog and for my um, YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I'll go up and I've got the mic and I'm like, hey, can I interview you for my channel? And I can remember one woman, she just looked at me and she's like, no, you can't. I was like, what? What? What's option? I'm a teacher. <laughs> and she was freaking <laughs> out. Right. And she was like, running. My cover. I know. And I was like, well, it doesn't say I'm Tanya Tate. <laughs> so, um, but she kind of like knew. So people do know me. And when they meet me, you know, I don't go to these conventions, the comic conventions. I don't go as Tanya Tate, the porn star. You know, I go as, as just as me being a cosplayer. Mm. And, um, so I actually cover up more than some people. You know, I've seen like thong bikinis and just like no. It's like I, Halloween, you can dress up like slutty nurse or something yeah. like that. Slutty she Shira. Yeah. Is that a thing? She what was Shira. Shira. She Hulk. That's what I was going oh, for. Oh, She Hulk as well. <laughs> Worst comic book character ever. She Hulk. <laughs> I think She Ra's like, a bit hotter. I've done She Ra, but I've never done She Hulk. The best is that with like the Hulk. No matter what he was wearing, it would always whenever he turns to the Hulk, he'd always have purple ripped up pants. And She Hulk, whenever whatever she's wearing she always have like ripped up daisy dukes <laughs> like just just conveniently ripped in that position every time i've got some lovely little she hulk pajamas you know like little <laughs> booty shorts and a little vest top yeah, yeah, right, right, they're right. quite cute <laughs> some actually sometimes do me webcam show in them in, oh, in the she hulk <laughs> most obscure reference and you have she hulk <laughs> pajamas do. of course you do what were some of the other costumes that you dressed up as you said you started as the as the x-men what did you say ice? Emma, Frost, emma frost ice queen right? yeah ice queen, right? um oh my god i've done so many i've done um um, invisible, well, invisible woman. Um, oh, that's it's like the Julie Newmar, the cat Julie woman Newmar, Catwoman. Yeah, I'm you actually look cos- like Julie Newmar, kind of. So actually, I met Julie Newmar once when I was in that costume. Oh, really? I yeah, I think I don't know which which. It was a local LA one, LA convention, and I was there with some friend of hers called Wally, mm-hmm. and he's walking with me, and he went, "Oh, there's Julie." And then he just, by the way, is walking with me. Come over, come over. So we just kind of walked past because he was going to say hello. She's got a line that is like as long as the hall is. It, sure. It was so long, this line. And she saw me. She went, oh, bring those beautiful bosoms here. <laughs> and, and she like done this thing with her hands like. You like know. She's going to squeeze the yeah. beautiful bosoms. And I went and had a picture with that. And she was fantastic. You know, Who's the hottest cat woman? Is it Julie Newmar? Is it who replaced her? The is it L? Um, okay, Julie Newmar, <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, Halle Berry's in there. Mm-hmm. Is there any other ones? Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. That's what I was trying to think of. I was thinking. One. I was thinking Ella Fitzgerald, but it's not. It's Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt. Do you know what Eartha? I think Eartha Kitt had the most sexual. Yes. She was. She was smoking. She played it too, like it the sound a, of a cat. Yeah, like, like just like you hear that, you're like, oh wow. Yeah, I think wow. she's probably the most commanding. I think so. Yeah, I think uh, Michelle Pfeiffer wasn't bad, but I also Julie Newmar. You know, I listen. You put on a Catwoman outfit, you're gonna look pretty damn good. Yeah. Either way. Okay, so you were Catwoman. I got you. Got a list here. Shira, which I just once again threw that out of the top of my head, and you actually were Shira. Is that a jungle I, I, girl or something? <laughs> it's He Man. It, it's on oh. my picture. Oh, okay. There you go. I'm looking, Castle Grey Skull. Okay, so is it it's, this one? Yeah, well, that's She-Ra. And then on the other side of the 8x10, that's Princess Adora. So this was her. Who's Princess? She, oh, that's the, like same. the double whammy. Yeah. Okay, they're the same character. But that's yeah, and her version. brother was He-Man. 
Oh, okay, that's a He-Man thing. Okay. Yes, and and there's PowerCon, which is the convention, like the Masters of the Universe convention. Is that called so, PowerCon? PowerCon. I've been to that one as well. How many <laughs> bad Skeletors do you see there? <laughs> I see different types of Skeletors. Some costumes are, are made better than others. Right. Is there ever really some really bad ones where you see some guy and you go, oh, poor guy. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid. A when I was a kid, I wanted to go as Batman, and my mom got me this cardboard cutout face oh. that you put a string around, and it was just, and you cut the eyes out, and it was like Batman's face with the eyes. It was like the worst. And I show up there, and the first oh. thing I see is a kid in a full Batman outfit, and I got my stupid cardboard Batman face. So there you go. That was my bad cosplay. I, I think there's a few like that, but you know, if I see a little kid like that, I'm like, oh, it's so cute. Yeah. You know, I always think they they're trying. You know. Yeah, they're trying to fit in the spirit of things. Yeah. Not everybody has the cash to get a full on Batman outfit. Expensive, some of them, especially if you've got a few kids and you're trying to dress them all. Mm -hmm. You know. So I think you would have looked cute anyway. Well, I tried. I tried. So yeah, and then you get Susan Storm, the Invisible Woman. Yes, that one. That costume, actually, it was kind of like a cross between um, the original one from the Fantastic Four and um, Pamela Anderson's one. Oh. So it was kind of like, you know, we, we dropped the well, cleavage well, a bit. Pamela Anderson was never Susan. She was like, well, she was like in a superhero movie. Like Barb Wire? That's what it was called, Barb Wire. Her, her superhero character was Barb Wire. Get it, Barb? Like Barbara? Yeah, it wasn't that one. <laughs> she was. You get it? Yeah, it wasn't all yeah, that great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's a whole list here, though, like uh, Black Canary and... Uh, I will play Penelope Pitstop. That was, was cute. That? Remember the Wacky Races, the cartoon? Oh, wow. That's and you remember really the girl? Help, help. <laughs> my best American accent. Do you have to do a voice sometimes? No, oh, hopefully okay. not. I don't know if my... that was part of it. No, no, I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay, because my American accent, accent sucks. <laughs> I just did. You missed it. You have to play it back. <laughs> you just went help, help. That's not even an accent. Exactly. <laughs> you have to say help. The the the, the bad guy is coming. Oh God, he's a bad guy. <laughs> so so. Actually, I also have my own superhero right, as well. I was going to say that you've created your own superhero specifically for, for cosplay. Yes. It was quite... It, it, there was two reasons really why I decided to come up with Lady Titan. And um, a lot of the fans were asking me because they wanted to see me in my own superhero costume. But also every time that I was looking at like you know the pictures it was me in a picture of a marvel costume or you know me in a picture of some someone else owned that brand so i was like you know i want to get my own brand going so i ended up coming up with lady titan hmm. and you know it's how did like, you know so what's lady titan is what she based on how did you figure out the character? um well it's like a bit of a throwback to the 70s action live superhero type things so you know where she's going to go she's a failed actress in Hollywood and she that's she, good you got a backstory yeah so what's her real name we don't we haven't got that far okay, okay do, gotcha. do you know um, I don't I'm still torn between Tanya Tate and something else oh it might be so it might actually be based on you if you were in the 70s okay or something else so yeah We'll call her Greta Gershwin for now. So Greta Gershwin <laughs> is in the same. No, well, she's got to have a, a similar name as Tanya Tate, I think. Oh, Greta Gershwin, GG. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Trixie, um, Trixie, uh, like Tar this. Trixie, Trixie, uh, Trixie, uh, Trixie, uh, Trixie, uh, Trixie uh, I forget it. I got nothing. Trixie, <laughs> Trixie Thompson. 
There you go. <laughs> so she's called Trixie Thompson. Okay. And she's a failed actress and she goes into a building and she's in a basement and she finds a suit and she puts it on and the suit's got her power in. So it's kind of like, you know, um, some of the, the trials and tribulations that she gets into as she's discovering the, the powers of the suit. So that's all going to be coming Are you soon. saying like you, you've based this on like 70s, like like Wonder Woman with Linda Carter type well, thing or comic books? or? Well, I more like the TV shows. Okay, so that like Wonder Woman. Yeah, Great like show. Wonder Woman. I, I used to watch a lot of them when I was a kid, you know, Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. So fabulous, so amazing. Mm-hmm. And actually I watched her. She does a lot of jazz singing. She has her own little jazz band. Really? Yeah, she's, she's good. I'm sure, if, does she ever do Comic Cons? I don't, I've never seen her at Comic Con. I've seen, I've had my picture taken twice with her at the um, the clubs. The clubs are so much smaller. Sure. Yeah. But if she went to Comic Con, she'd probably have a huge line. Oh, she she would be. I mean, yeah. I don't, you'd have to like literally drag it out, I think. <laughs> but she still looks fabulous now. Well, she's a, pr- a pretty girl lasts forever. Yeah. You know, if you see like Raquel Welch now, she's still hot. Oh, even though she's do you know, I love all that Hammer Horror. Do like, you really? Yeah. You would have been perfect in the yeah. Hammer Horror movies. Uh, I, if I'd have known you was into that, I would have brought, I've got another picture where I don't, um, it's kind of like a bit of a throwback, like an Ingrid Pitts with the big hair oh, yeah. and the glamour and like the flowing robes with just a little bit of blood. Ingrid Pitt, good call. That's yeah. great. Ed, Edwidge Fennec. It's another <laughs> one from that era. So because the Hammer Horror films were like, there was a Dracula, a Wolfman, a Frankenstein, a mummy, but they're all in color and just real kind of gory and that was the yeah. first first version of, of these films that were really visceral and gross yeah to that extent they, they, and the women in it were like really hot mm-hmm. like really hot women and google um, ingrid pitt if you guys are listening you don't know who she is she was super hot yeah circa like 1969 or so yeah something like that yeah. <laughs> it was like the 60s and the 70s mm-hmm. early 70s technicolor the blood was super red you know, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, yes. the classics, the classics. Well, when you talk about some of the stuff that I collect, actually, I've collected some of those figures, um, like busts, mm-hmm. um, Titan merchandise to them. And and I've actually reviewed them on my um, YouTube channel. Oh, okay. So we were talking about some of the things that I like to collect. It's it's the Hammer Horror stuff as well. Right, right. So when you're talking about uh, you took a picture with Julie Newmar. And if, has there ever been anybody at the conventions that you see and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's so and so. Um. You know, when you go to the conventions, there's like loads of people um, that you get to see. I don't always wait in the lines. <laughs> you, well, you shouldn't have to. It's like... You should get to go to the front of the line. <laughs> I was You're there. Titan, damn it. I was there once and I was dressed up as Electra Woman. So Sid and Marty Craft, um, Electra Woman. And um, I didn't have a dino girl. And um, because some of the costumes that I choose when I go to the conventions, I wanted them to be a little bit different. You know, one year it could be everyone's frozen or like one year it could be, you sure, know, everyone's Harlequin. And yeah. so I always try and make it a little bit different. So it's like, I've not seen that one before. So What's Electra Woman? It was like Electra Woman and Dina Girl. It was like 1970s, like one of those live action ones. They'd done like well, the HR, Croft, the yeah. HR Puffin stuff yeah, 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 sure, and sure, all that kind of stuff. Oh, they actually had their own show. Yeah. I don't remember that one. Yeah. Okay. So um so I am there and suddenly I see them and I'm some suddenly I'm at the front of the line. <laughs> don't know how I got there. <laughs> I'm not sure how that happened. <laughs> I'm at the front <laughs> of the line. And um, Marty's like, Come here. <laughs> and um, How old is he now at this point? Oh God, this is about three years ago. Seventy five? 
at least, right? He was, he's an older gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> and um, he brought me behind and he's like, oh, and he was so happy, you know, to see someone of like a hot blonde with you know, boobalicious going on there. <laughs> Dressed as one of his characters. Dressed as one of his characters. Yeah. So that was quite, that was quite a really nice moment, you know, being there and having the creators of that character just be there and embrace you mm-hmm. um, and then another time I went back to one of the other conventions where they were and they had Diana, Electra Woman and Diana Girl the the women that played them were with Sid and Marty Cross oh, okay. so there was all four of them oh that's cool yeah that's cool that you know know that you had those shows in England when you were growing up not them ones but I caught up with them when I got over here okay but like this, the shows that I watched like Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. it's like I love that one so sad at the end with the sad music Oh, I know. When he, he always walks away. He always oh, has to leave yeah. the town. Do, 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 do. The p- piano. Do, do, yeah. do, do, do. Whatever the heck it was. I'm sure it was something like that. It sounds yeah, something that. like that. He's yeah. just walking away wistfully. Was there yeah. any characters, like comic characters or comic books, that were only in the UK that never came here? Like what? Okay, so in the UK, they have something called um, the Beano and the Dandy. <laughs> and so whenever like people say, well, what comic books did you read when you was a kid? I'd be like, the Beano? The dandy, and they'd look at you, and they'd be like, "Oh, what's what? that?" Yeah. So it, it, they were more like, um, it, they were like funny things. I don't know, like they had Beryl the Peril, and she was like a naughty schoolgirl that done everything, and like Dennis the Menace. Right, these are like comic strips. Yeah, was, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So, but the, but I used to buy like the albums, like every year I get the Dandy album and the Beano album. They had like big stories. Oh, like in big, them. like big uh, bound well, comic books. Yeah, like um. Just like a normal, regular children's book, but like, gotcha. Yeah, I want to make sure it wasn't like a music album that they were singing songs. Like, My name is Bino, or something, you know, <laughs> which would be awesome. I should start that. <laughs> that should sell. <laughs> when I like when I when I was I was, it was a big comic book kid when I was growing up, and there was actually um, a comic book called Captain Canuck from Canada, Canucks, and it was really cheesy and chintzy, but it was, was like probably the same Canada's thing. own. You know, we had Captain Canuck, damn it. So we you had never Desperate had, like, Dan. Did you? And he guy? used to eat like cow pies. <laughs> and you'd see him, he's about to eat his pie and he'd have like the big horns sticking out of it. Oh, I actually had a cow it was a cow pie. A cow, oh, it was, so it looked like a pie with boom, 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 Yeah. But you never had like the Liverpool lad or something, like a real comic book that you just, like a superhero just for England? Um, Captain UK? I think they, I think they are Captain. Someone was talking to me the other day about Captain Britain, but I'll have to look that one up. <laughs> yeah. They were going mad because I did a webcam show and I had Captain America, like a little, you know, I have different pajamas. So I had a Captain America one and they were like, you're from the UK. Traitor. I was like, well, send me a costume from the UK and I shall wear it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. They, they, they do. They like to, um, they, they send me gifts. I have a mailbox. I have a wish list. And it's my dog's birthday um, in a few weeks. And so I put some things on for my dog. Isn't she got crazy? A... <laughs> people just send you gifts? It's like, I need a wish. I'm going to put up a wish list. Have you not got a wish no. list? No. I, I thought there's more something for, for girls, right? Uh, guys for got girls. it. Girl, hot guys put them up too. <laughs> guys, there's guys in the industry and they got sent things. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you mm. you will get some things, but you might get asked for things as well. In return, what do you <laughs> yeah. get asked for in return? Lewd snapshots. 
Oh, yeah. Or worn clothes, worn item of clothing. Knickers. Knickers. I'm sure they'd be wanting your worn knickers. My knickers. Do you guys wear knickers? I'm not sure if that's even a thing. I call them knickers. No, they're they're undies, actually. But I sometimes I'll like be like. The only reason why I know knickers is because I'm a big Beatles fan when I was a kid. You know, man, you've been a naughty girl. You let your knickers down from I Am the Walrus. And I I remember asking my mom, what what are knickers? She's like, she told me they were shorts. Like short pants. Knickerbocker shorts. Yeah. Is that kind of right? Yeah. Just... Well, years ago, the knickers, women wore the knickers and they were like down to the knees. Right. Yeah, like right. They, they were the frilly kind Those of... were the sexy panties of 1897. <laughs> they were. The frilly kind of cut off at the knees, right? <laughs> yeah. If you could get a girl into her knickers, you're on the way. Yeah. You're right? well on the way. But I, but I guess the thing about exclusive UK superheroes i guess like doctor who who is not a superhero oh yeah but that's like so huge in the uk doctor who is so massive i i do you know i grew up with doctor who tom baker who's the fourth doctor you actually grew up with him like don't mean grow up with him i mean i watched it as i I grew up if you guys went to school together or something i don't know no that's funny because some people sometimes go to me do you know the beatles i'm sure well two of them are dead right and um yeah I've met Paul McCartney's cousin. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, you're from Liverpool, so you must know the Beatles, you right? You must know them. Because they just hang out there like all the time in the uh, street. Actually, my family did have a club and the Beatles did used to go into that club. Really? And my mum worked in a bar and I remember she said to me, she worked in this, well, it was a pub, not a bar, mm-hmm. a pub called The Grapes in Liverpool in Matthew Street. And she worked there and um, like the Beatles' old manager come in and she said he used to come in and I went, I remember going to one day, oh, mum, why didn't you marry him? She went, because I was really young and he was like old and like he, <laughs> he was, was ugly. Like, he was like a little bit overweight. She must have been like a teenager. And I I don't know how old he, he was then. Yeah. But I was like, oh, you should have married him. You know, like you do when you're a kid. Because it's right? like, it's the Beatles, the old manager. The Beatles. But do you, do you get that though? Like, for example, like coming from Canada, you, oh, do you play hockey? Like I do, but lots of people don't. Or like, do you guys live in igloos? It's like, no, that's so stupid. But do you get people that because you're Liverpool, the first thing they always say is, oh, the Beatles. Because that's what everyone knows yeah. Liverpool for. And you're like, do you get sick of it? Like, all right, we get it. F- like, stop. I, I don't mind it. Okay. I don't mind it. It's like, okay, well, actually, they know who the Beatles are. Yeah. Because some people don't. And it's like, and Crazy, then you go, right? where are you from? I'm from Liverpool. You know, the same place as the Beatles and they're still like, and then I go, uh, Liverpool Football Club or Steven Gerrard, you know, the football player that nope. come to play for LA Galaxy. Yeah, no. Nope. They're like, and so so if someone says, oh, the Beatles, I'm like, okay. Okay, there's the connection. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I give them, you know, cred. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving saving today. today. Visit sling.com to see your offer. Sling. So we were talking about Lady Titan, and you mentioned that you have uh, all the origins and the the trials and tribulations she's going through. Are you going to actually do... A comic book? Because I'm looking yes. right here. Like I keep looking over your shoulder. You have a, a, a tote bag that actually has Lady Titan on it. And I'll take a picture of that and post it. And nice. it's like it's a very long-legged. It looks basically like you. It's a hot, uh, blonde superhero 
yeah. But it's just a picture. What do we? Are we gonna? Yeah, see the more comic book's gonna be coming. Wow. Yeah. So, so how did you get that rolling? Um, it's this is like the hardest part of everything. I think is just kind of like getting the pieces together and coming up with the comic book. You know, it's everything costs. So it's like, you know, I can't just sit there and the comic book appears in front of my yeah, <laughs> my yeah, yeah. eyes. So we're still working on it in terms of getting like an artist, someone to draw it, someone to color it, someone to the basic stories there. So we're still working on everything. But how do you how do you pitch like, you know, if you want to do um, a comic? I'm sure there's lots of people like I would like to start my own comic. Well, please tell us, Tanya, how do you start your own comic? I think for me, um, already starting with my own brand. And then making that character be recognizable and kind of getting it out there and taking it to conventions. Like you're saying that that you can see the tote bag. I've actually got T-shirts. So, you know, I've got the T-shirts that people can go and buy. I've got the vinyl figure, which we've yeah, got. Right, sitting actually right have an action figure here. here. Yeah, my um, hero toys. And the, But there's one that's not colored. Yeah, so the reason why I came up with these, um, the six-inch stylized figures, and um, I wanted to kind of like design my own superheroes. So, you know, you can get the figures and you can paint them didn't find a female one i kept mm. looking everywhere and i was like wow there's no female one. Oh, so this is a thing too you buy like just a, a body and then you paint your own costume on. yeah yeah that's like it that's okay. the thing that people like to do and so eventually i was just like i'll make my own and um so this is um i've got i've got them in different colors so they come in white brown green green that's she-hulk, she-hulk colors exactly again she comes up. and um like a, a kind of like a pinky skin peachy color wherever mm. it is and so you can buy these as blank vinyl figures and you can make your own superhero figures but i also have my own superhero figure where it's me as lady titan where it's all fully painted some awesome farrah fawcett hair there yeah i like that hair actually <laughs> so how did you come up with the design for for lady to can you draw are you an artist i'm not an artist now um but it's kind of like putting the idea down you know one of my favorite colors is purple. Mm-hmm. And I look back at a lot of the red carpets that I've been on, it's the purple dress. Uh, yeah. And it's like, okay, that's my color. And I wanted something that was revealing, but not not too revealing. I mean, the back of this is um, is kind of like the way that it is on me, where it's like a full back. Yeah, it's not like she's wearing a, a She's not got a thong on, no. It's not a porn star superhero. No. It's a real superhero. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, so the neckline is really plunging, mm-hmm. but, you know, that's okay because that's what superheroes have. Starfire. You know Starfire from Teen Titans? She had great boobs. When I was like 14, I was like, oh, I wish I could be. She was from another planet. I was like, I wish I could meet Starfire. She was orange, orange skin, but nice boobs. So You were just focused on the one point. Well, no, but I liked her whole thing. But she had really big boobs similar to uh, Lady Titan. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you've got to play with your assets. So it's perfect, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um and silver just kind of like looked nice. So it was just basically playing around with a few different ideas and then eventually got that down and then I gave it to somebody and they they kind of did all the artwork for me mm-hmm. based on the idea that I initially came up with. Okay, so then you take that artwork to a publisher or to a comic book company or Yeah. How do you, how do you pitch this like this is what I want to do? Because of you said you have your name value. Yeah. For for me, um, I'm, actually, I do a lot of panels. <laughs> I'm um, my work is syndicated with a company called First Comics News, and they have panels on at like San Diego Comic Con and WonderCon. And um, one of the panels that I sit on is how to get news for your product. So you know, if you it, 
the thing is when you're starting from scratch, you've got, you want to come up with a comic. It's not going to sell itself. There's, so there's a million different ways that you can do it. I always say about starting off with the brand and getting out there and getting on social media, getting people to talk about it, making it go viral, then giving it to the people that um, will review it. So giving it to different companies that do like comic book reviews but then you've also got to publish it as well and that's a cost and you know a lot of people go um, with crowd crowd crowdfunding yeah. yeah so um it's kind of like it, it's hard to get off the ground and it costs money and there's still even though you might crowdfund it there's still a lot of money that you've got to find out your own pocket as well mm. so it's a lot of sheer determination being in the right places networking going to conventions meeting people putting it out there so i've got all this to come for mine <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to meet with writers or are you writing actually the comic too um the outline is done, but somebody who's a comic book writer has to do that. You know, I can't do everything. You sure. Have, you I have... just didn't know if you had like a whole idea in mind and do you have a whole universe? Like, is there going to be uh, villains that she's fighting or does she just kind of hang out and walk down the street and see what's up? There will be some villains, ah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Really? So you have that in mind too? Mm-hmm. So, and, that, and like, when you're talking about like comic books now are so for adults, Whereas they used to be, like you said, Beano just for kids, right? Mm-hmm. So would 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 Lady Titan ever have sex in the comic? I've not got that far. Yet. Okay, but just, here's here's the thing. You know, it's for me. It's it's a really fine line because I try and. The, when I first started doing the comic conventions, I wanted to try and keep myself as this is me. I'm Smart. at a comic convention. Yeah. You know, this is a child friendly family yes. place. So I wore the costumes that were relevant for them environments Smart. and the cosplay and blog just a lot of tanya that's completely safe for work so you can get caught looking at it by your wife or yeah. or your kids can come and look at it and there's nothing on there that is untoward you know so when it comes to doing my um superhero products and branding i still try and keep that so it's as you should it's it's, it's available for everybody right is so, it hard though to separate those worlds um no in terms of like i know when i'm going onto that you know that cosplay vlog i can put that on there and when i'm at the comic convention i'm this person i'm not not saying for you though i'm saying for people to understand like the difference between the two do you mean the fans yeah because for example like you know i have a band and i'm a wrestler and i've always kept them very distinct and separate because you have to or else people think okay the band's gonna be a wrestling thing and they're gonna be jumping up and down in the ring and talking about body slamming it's not that it's okay when i'm a musician that's what i do when i'm wrestling that's what i do when i'm podcasting that's what i do keep the world separate Mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to do that because people have a a lot of um preconceived notions of what it is that you're doing yeah. yeah, I I think for me, you know, I go to the comic conventions and the fans see me there and, you know, they accept me that I'm mm-hmm. that cosplayer that day. You know, I don't really get inappropriate things. And there are actually people that see both both of my brands and both of my businesses. They talk to me, but they're very discreet about it. Mm-hmm. So I actually am quite blessed in that way. In that. And there's going to be a lot of people that just know you as Lady Titan as well mm-hmm. that have no idea. It, it's funny because they know me as Lady Titan, then they'll go back and look it up and Google it, and it's like Tanya Tate, and they're like, oh, what? we what? didn't know. <laughs> That's why you have to go as Trixie Thompson next time. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of your favorite comic book uh, comic books or characters? Um, you know, there's so many comic books that I get to read. Um, there's a company called Xenoscope. 
and they do this line which is like um grim fairy tales and it's like it's like grim fairy tales yeah mm. it's grim fairy yeah, tales that's grim, the name of it yeah so it's like all your you know all your like your fairy tales from like years ago like um hansel and gretel hansel and gretel is one of them you know you see the the boy in the cage it's just like a modern version <laughs> a modern version but the girls are all hot like really hot like a lot of the i love the artwork it's just like the little tiny waist and the big boobs and like the big backside and the, the long legs yeah and and it's it's just like hot work but it's it's like you know snow white mm-hmm. and you know the stepmom and but then there's always some kind of like little twist a little horror a piece of horror in it so it's quite interesting. It's amazing and, when you think of those fairy tales that we used to get told when we were kids or read about, just how screwed up they really are. That's like, scary. Ha- well, that's <laughs> pretty, like you said, in the cage and Shoved eating kids cooker. and shoving the witch into the oven. And it's like, it's some pretty violent stuff for a five-year-old kid, you know? And when, when you're a kid, you don't think of that. Yeah. You think, oh, yeah. Just when you grow up, you realize how fucked up it was. <laughs> now you mentioned you 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 won the MILF of the year. So kids, kids, do they know all the stuff that you do? Or are they still too young? MILF of the year doesn't mean whether you've got kids or not. Oh, in it our industry. <laughs> really? Oh, okay. It just means like, mom, I'd like to fuck. So I think when you're past a certain age. Um, oh. You kind of get given that label, regardless <laughs> of whether you. It's like the seniors division. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, have you got me, bu- me, me bus pass soon? <laughs> I didn't even know. That. Yeah, my bus pass. I'm going to go for the, uh, <laughs> the, the early bird dinner at the uh, Sizzler <laughs> later on tonight. So, so you don't even have to be a, a, a mother to be a milf. No. Wow, had no idea. See, yeah, I, just I think learned it's, something it's, today. it's just a label that you get. Oh, okay, so, so there you go. So. Some of us have kids and some of us okay. don't. I had no idea. So that's just, like, just the, the, it's like the weight class that you're in or whatever. That should, yeah, that should, okay. It shouldn't even matter. But I guess you could be like 22 years old and have a kid. But Is they it... don't get called MILFs. Gotcha. It's okay. funny because some of these young girls come and I've put them in the movie and they're like, oh, the babysitter. And I'm like, what babysitter? Oh, yeah, like my my kids at home, you know, they talk about it off camera. And I look at them, they're like 19. <laughs> Like you're a milf. Yeah, you are technically a milf. I am not. So what's the thing here? <laughs> so it's it's. I think if you're over twenty five, it tends you tend to get the label really? slammed on. Some girls don't like having that label on. You know, if you're still under thirty, a lot of girls don't like it. I think even certain girls that are over thirty don't like the milf. Mm-hmm. Um, the milf label because yeah. it's it's a label. But you know, for me, it's like embrace it. I mean, I've won 10 awards for being a MILF. If you're going to be a MILF, be the best damn MILF. Yeah. So Do I'm, you ever get anybody that wants to uh, webcam with you as you're, while you're wearing the Lady Titan costume? I've had them that want me to wear superhero costumes. Or any superhero costume. Yeah. Who's who's the most popular superhero costume they ask you to wear? Oh, God, I don't know. A superhero? Cat, cat Catwoman? Woman, probably okay, Catwoman. Yeah, yeah. Probably because it's the most recognizable one and it's, you know, it's it, it appeals to men of all ages, doesn't it? I think if you, know. you are into, even not just comic books, like a sexy, like you said, like a real sleek, the Catwoman outfit always works. Yeah. And then the other one, which you could you could pass for with your cheekbones, is uh, is Princess Leia in Return of the Jedi. Oh yeah. Do you, have you ever dressed I've up never, as that? No, I've Pe- never guys, done that. guys I've love never done that. that actually, yeah. oh, I like that. My you could do bones. it. Yeah, you got the cheekbones. <laughs> right? You put your hair in a braid. And you could do that one. That could be another. Uh, oh, this year, the buns. This is not the buns, though. She just had oh, one she, big long. Braid. Oh, okay. You've never yeah, seen yeah. the costume? 
a oh, pink so hair. The Jabba the Hutt, where she's got the bikini and the thing. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. I'm my sure my friends, those. my friends wore that costume. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> she probably think you're copying. I'm sure you see it all the time at the uh, the cosplays. Uh, last question: uh, Your favorite superhero of all time? Oh my god, um, my favorite superhero of all time. I'm just gonna call it Catwoman. Yeah, it's gotta be. You know, That's most recognizable, just sultry, powerful, with a little bit of naughtiness. Um, the guys are all. No, she can twist people around her little finger. Uh, dolls. dolls. Uh, uh, Do you know, I've got another doll that I'm talking about having come out with. Um, it's like, it's, I think, I forget the name how you say it. Fishan, F-I-C-E-N. And it's like a seamless doll. So um, I've been approached by a company right now. The same company they do um, other dolls like the Carolyn, Caroline Monroe doll and there's a Lady Death and there's a Robin Hood Cenoscope character. So that's like, um, I don't even know what it's Eight inches it. or ten inches. Yeah, yeah it's and it looks more like a real doll. This is a stylized figure, the Lady yes. Titan that you've got there, but this looks more like, should I say, you can compare it more to a Barbie doll, say. So this is becoming a big industry for you. Like, can you see a time when you're going to leave... Uh, leave the adult film industry and just go completely into the Lady Titan industry? Do you know, I always think, you know, keep working in stuff that you enjoy doing. I'm not going to be forever having sex in the camera, but I've started progressing more into directing. So maybe there'll be a time when I'll direct adult stuff and then be directing Lady Titan as well. So ambition <laughs> you got it Abby. it's perfect trixie thompson that's the name oh my god they'll all, they'll all be googling it now <laughs> I, i'm gonna buy that domain name before yeah. this goes TrixieThompson. out <laughs> tanya tate is awesome lady titan great lady Titan. Lady Titan. I know, Lady Titan. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much to Tanya Tate. She is going to be at San Diego Comic-Con this weekend as Lady Titan. Her cosplay, uh, a hugely successful character that she plays. On Thursday, July 21st, she's going to be uh, uh, from 10.30 at 11.30 a.m. in room 8. of a. Uh, she's going to do a panel, How to Get News Coverage. I'm sure she's done really well at that. And Friday, July 22nd, from 12 p.m. to... 2 p.m. She's going to be doing a signing at booth 4022, the full moon horror booth. She is going to be there dressed as Lady Titan. She's probably going to be walking around and hanging out all weekend long. Keep an eye out for her. Say hi if you spot her. Very, very cool girl. Uh, thanks to Tanya, too, for the great conversation about pop culture, superheroes, cosplay, a little bit of adult film there, which is always interesting as well. So if you want to see what else Tanya's up to, check out her website or follow her on the Twitter at Tanya Tate. Now, remember... Also, mark your calendars, March 15th, 2017. It's going to be the biggest podcast ever. When Mick Foley joins Talk is Jericho for the first time ever, the new GM of Raw, I guess I'll be working with him every week now, but the countdown has begun, 237 days and counting until we hear the biggest podcast ever. And speaking of big podcasts, how about the debut podcast on the debut of the Jericho Network, kicking ass and taking names. I'm talking keeping it 100, tearing up the iTunes charts. It's already top 10 in the sports charts. A huge hit, a huge, huge response. People are enjoying it and loving it. It's the latest big hit podcast on the on the Jericho Network at podcastone.com. If you haven't downloaded or subscribed to it yet, what are you waiting for? It's a, a very cool kind of a morning show whack pack discussion. Conan, Disco Inferno, Kevin Gill, Hooven 
Juventud Guerrero. A lot of guys are coming in there, and they just have a ridiculous discussions about everything they can think of. It's uh, very off the cuff, and it's uh, hilarious, controversial, and it's real. Keeping it 100 right now uh, on the Jericho Network via PodcastOne.com. Go to iTunes and hit the subscribe button, and do the same for Talk is Jericho if you haven't already. If you haven't already, what are you doing, man? Get, come on, get off. Get off your ass and jam, brother. Leave us both five-star ratings and reviews. I know you guys love podcasts, so do I, and not only do you get Talk is Jericho twice a week, you get Conan keeping it 100 on the Jericho Network via Podcast One. What could be better except for more podcasts on the Jericho Network? i got a lot more coming, I promise. got a lot more signed up, very diverse uh, subjects and guests and hosts. You're going to love it. Thank you for checking out Conan, and thank you for checking me out and supporting the great Talk is Jericho sponsors. Uh, ddpyoga.com slash Jericho. Get 20% off anything you paddle choose for a limited time, including the new collector's edition of The Resurrection of Jake the Snake, the great documentary. Uh, anything else you want to get the yoga program, get on it, man. Uh, don't make any more excuses. And also, you can even go listen to some books while you do DDP Yoga. Go to audible.com, uh, audible.com slash Jericho. You start your 30-day trial and get a free audiobook. Don't forget True Car. Save money, save time. And of course, the OG sponsor, Amazon. Easiest way to support this show. Please use the links anytime you do online shopping. All my Amazon links are at podcast1.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. I got Amazon links for USA, UK, Canada. Eh? Every time you use the Talk is Jericho Amazon links, Amazon kicks back a small percentage to the show to help us cover production costs. You can buy just about anything you want on Amazon using them TIJ Amazon links. Don't cost you anything extra. No hidden fees or extra charges. Just go to podcast1.com. Click on the Killer Deals button in the top right corner of the page, then hit the Talk is Jericho button. Thanks so much for listening. Keep listening for the 60-second AP News headlines coming up next. Stay hard, stay hungry, peace, love, and hugs, and see you on Friday for a super surprise special guest. You're going to have to tune in uh, late Thursday night or early Friday morning to find out who's going to be. It's a a huge NXT superstar. All right? Just let me say that. Super uh, popular, very much requested, and a super surprise special guest will be here on Friday. You don't know who it's going to be until you check it out. We'll see you then with a big... Yeah, boy! You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com.